You're listening to Raw and Real, a podcast for everyone dealing with loss. Join your host, Linda Piazza, as she and her guests share their experiences, knowledge, and heart when dealing with the tough topics of loss along life's journey. Our goal, whether you're dealing with a loss of a relationship, loss of health, loss of life, or loss of self, is to invite you to the table for our weekly conversation and provide some comfort in knowing that you're not alone in your grief. Now, here's your host, Linda Piazza. Hello, and thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Raw and Real Podcast. I'm your host, Linda Piazza, and I am glad you're here. This week, we are going to be discussing the topic of tying up grief. I know you're probably asking yourself, what is she talking about tying up grief? Do we put it in a box and tie a little bow and stick it underneath the bed and take it out every once in a while when we think we can handle it? Is that the kind of tying up grief we're talking about? Is it grief that we're talking about that we are tying it up and throwing away because we don't want to deal with it? Is it telling us that we won't ever feel emotion anymore? Is it saying that life is going to be peachy keen from now on and we won't experience any sadness from the loss that we have been grieving for a period of time? The answer to all that is not as simple as a yes or no. The answer to all that is individual. And the answer to all that is it just depends. However. Tying up grief doesn't mean that you put all of your emotions and feelings in a little box and you put a pretty little bow on it and stick it underneath your bed and you don't deal with it. That is not what tying up your grief means. Tying up your grief also doesn't mean that you're not going to experience sadness or anxiousness or brokenheartedness ever again either because through life through different things which we've spoke about in the past there are things that will come up there are things that will happen that will bring you back maybe to the time the person passed away or that person that you were married to walked out whatever your experience and losses you can always go back in time and feel the exact same pain you did the day that you had that loss. So when we talk about tying up grief, we're not talking about grief going away forever. We're talking about moving through your grief and finding some kind of peace and happiness and joy at the end of it. We're going to discuss how... God takes what's ugly and makes it beautiful because I feel like a loss, a death is not pretty. It's not fun and it's tough, but there's always something amazing. I think that comes out of all of it at the end. It's not something that we always understand why the person died, how the person died, why the husband cheated, why the wife cheated, why the marriage ended, why the loss has happened is not really explainable sometimes, but there are many times there's an awareness that we get around the loss that we've experienced that helps us, makes us stronger and takes that 
grief takes that loss and teaches us something that we could either use in our lives that are beneficial, use in others' lives that are beneficial, or there is an awareness around it that we wouldn't have experienced if we didn't have that loss. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. Stay tuned. Okay, so we all know that grief is raw, grief is painful, grief is difficult. Grief makes you feel like some days you don't want to get up and and go on, to be real honest. But if you go through the process and you work through your grief, not around it, because a lot of people will work around it. They try to avoid it. They try to avoid the feelings, the emotions, the sadness, the anger, whatever stage that you are uncomfortable with, because I believe that there are stages in grief that we are more uncomfortable with than others. Maybe you are okay with feeling angry. So when you're in the anger stage of your grief, it's not an uncomfortable place to be. But when you're in the sad part of your grief and you're emotional and you're crying all the time, that is not a comfortable place for you to be. And maybe you try to shut that out and try to bury that because you don't want to feel that emotion. There are a lot of different things that happen through the process that get you from A to Z, get you from beginning to end, get you through the process and not around the process. So there is light at the end of the tunnel, cliche as that sounds, to where you're going to get up one day if you actually go through the steps and you get help that you need because some people can't do it on their own. Some people are going to be able to do it through the podcast and listening to my podcast. And other people are going to really need professional help. If you need professional help, get it because there are emotions and there are things that you have got to deal with for you to be able to live again. And living again is so important so important. You deal with tragedy and loss. There's a lot of despair. There's no hope in the moment, in the moment. But if you face it and you work through it, you will find hope again. You will find laughter again. You will find joy again. And there will be a day that you'll sit back and think about the loss in the last however many months it took you to kind of get to a point where you're feeling okay, you'll wonder how you got here. You'll get up one day and you'll be smiling and laughing and there will be a lightness about you that you can't explain. And then you realize that you did it. You realize you did it. You realize that you got through the hard, 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 hard parts of of your grief. And there is some good times in front of you. There is some life in front of you for you to hold on to, for you to embrace, for you to enjoy. And that is so important. Being blinded by grief is not the best thing for you to do. And so... When you're blinded by grief, it can do a few different things. 
denial is mostly what the blinded by grief would be that you're denying that you lost your loved one or you're not dealing with it because you can't handle it. When you're going through some of the stages of grief and the loss is raw, the loss is painful, the loss is real, lean on others. Lean on others because they are there. Friends and family are there to help you. They don't want you to collapse. They don't want you to feel despair. They don't want you to be bitter. They don't want you to be tired. They don't want you to be confused, anxious, depressed. But those are all things you'll probably feel. Those are probably things that you will experience. All part of the process that we've talked about before. However, if you lean on others who care about you, they're going to help you through all of that. They're going to help you through those ugly times, those difficult times, those times that you wake up in the morning and you don't even know if you're going to be able to get out of bed. You don't know if you're going to be able to function again. I am here to tell you, you will function again. I'm here to tell you, you will find joy again. You will find happiness. You will live again. And it is so important for you to understand it because God takes what's ugly in life and makes it beautiful. So the death and loss of somebody, the divorce that you've gone through, the loss of a child, it is not pretty. There's nothing pretty about it. There's nothing pretty about a divorce. There's nothing pretty about a death. There's nothing pretty about an estranged relationship with your family members or your child or losing a child. Nothing. There's nothing pretty about it. But if you work through what it is that you have going on and you deal with it, and I mean really deal with it, peel those layers back, experience, feel, and understand your emotions, understand where you are, be okay with all of it, you will find amazing things at the end. God restores us. So when we're walking through our grief, he restores us as a person, us as an individual. And he helps walk us through. There are times when I honestly had zero idea how I was going to get through the next five minutes, let alone the next five months or the next five years. In those moments, those are the times that God carried me through my journey. My journey has been long and it has been hard, but I am happy to say (laughs) today I can smile I can laugh. I am living my life again. And I hope I don't have to do this anytime soon because it has been a rough, it's been a rough year after the loss of my sister. And through the tragedy and loss of her, I started this podcast. And I started it because I feel like other people can benefit from my story. Other people can get some hope and some promise and some feeling of not being alone. That was probably 
that is not was probably that is the main reason I've started this podcast is to make sure that people do not feel like they are alone in their grief so that they don't feel like they're crazy as they're going through it. And today I can tell you that I have moved through my grief. I did not go around it. I worked through it. There were lots of tough moments, a lot of tough moments, but I am experiencing joy again, and I am experiencing freedom again, because I think that when you go through grief, you're kind of a prisoner in your emotions. You're kind of a prisoner to what it is that you're experiencing, and you can't kind of pull yourself out of it. And when you can't pull yourself out of it, you're kind of locked up somewhere. So just take yourself, your body, right? And unzip it. And there's this human and this person that's inside, but that person can't get out. And that person's crying to get out because that person doesn't want to deal with all the emotion. But the person can't get out until the zipper comes down and you work through the layers of clothes and, and you start pulling things apart. You have to pull things apart in order for you to work through your grief to get to the side where you can honestly start living again. (sighs) There is stuff that will happen that you'll remember your loved one, that you will feel sad one day, but the next day you're fine. But it's not going to be heaviness and and sadness every single day like it has been and that you have been dealing with. The big thing is don't stay stuck. Don't regret and don't worry because none of those things are going to help you through your process, and they're not going to benefit you at the end of it all. So in reminding everybody of all of the things that you go through in the grieving process, I want to make sure that you know, you understand, and you are aware that you will come out of it and you will be better for it. Life will not be the same. Life will be different. It'll be different from what you knew before, but you will learn to live a full, happy life, a life that you enjoy, a life that you embrace. It will not always be difficult and heavy. And that's really the message I want to get across today is even though we go through all of the difficulties of the pain and the anger, and the despair, and the bitterness, and the tiredness, and the confusion, and the anxiety, and the depression, and all those yucky things that we go through that is necessary for us to feel during our grief. There is a breath of fresh air at the end of it. There is beauty. There is things that you've taken from it, things that you've learned, things that have made you stronger, things that have made you softer, things that have made you more compassionate, things that have made you more understanding, things that make you go, huh, 
or if you hear of someone experiencing a similar loss to yours, somehow you have a connection. Somehow you feel like you want to reach out and you want to let them know it's going to be okay because you just came from there and you're okay and you know what they're going to be going through. So we have this connection with people that have similar experiences with us that if we did not go through it, we would not have that empathy that that person needs, that that person can benefit from. So as difficult as it is, as difficult of a time as we have working through our grief, again, not around it, as long as we don't stay stuck, as long as we don't stay in regret, as long as we don't stay in worry of what we could have, should have, or would have done differently that would have changed the result, you know as well as I do, the result would not have changed. God has a plan. And I believe firmly, and I don't know that you do or not, but personally, I believe the day we're born, it is written in a book, the day we're going to die, how we're going to die is up for question. But no matter what we do, no matter how hard we tried, no matter what treatment we had, no matter how often you talk to the person who committed suicide, no matter what you would have done, the outcome would have been the same. That person was still going to die that day, whether it was a car accident or from cancer or a heart attack, that was still going to happen. So take your regrets, take your worries, take your, I should have done and put that away, get rid of it, burn it, get a pile of paper and write all the stuff down that you think you could have done differently, write up down all the stuff that you feel like would have made a difference or would have changed the outcome, write it all down, each one in a separate piece of paper, then take that piece of paper and put it in your fireplace, put it in a bonfire, do something with it to where you're either shredding it in a shredder or you're burning it to pieces because you have no place in your life for that. You have no need for that any longer. You don't need anything that's going to hold you hostage or bondage to something you had zero control over. What's beyond our grief? What's beyond our grief is our lessons that we learned, the memories we have of the person that we left behind, that left behind us, whether it's somebody that we love that died or even a bad marriage. I was divorced and married twice. And even, even though my marriages weren't fantastic, and even though they ended up the way they did, I still have things that I can remember that are lovely, that are good memories. There are things that I can share with my kids, things I can share with my grandchildren. It wasn't always bad. If it was always bad, I would have never dated the men I married. I would have never married them. I would have never had their children. So at one point, even in our worst situation and a divorce, there are still good things to hold on to. So remember the good things. Remember the story that is positive. Don't stay stuck in the negative. Don't stay in a place where it's going to bring you down. That is not going to help you. You are 
going to come from a different place of gratitude. You're going to appreciate things in a different way. When somebody complains about their mom after you've lost yours, you can bring an awareness around the blessing that they have to have their mother around to complain about them. You can go ahead and the person who is complaining that their husband hasn't taken the trash out and they're having a problem with it, you can express to them your situation and how you have to take the trash out yourself. You have to take the trash out yourself and give them an appreciation for the fact that they have a spouse. They have another income in the house. They have somebody that they can share the day or the night with or a bed with that the single person can't. There's a new awareness around it. Don't be ugly about it. But be a blessing to the person and let them know that what they're complaining about in their lives are not worth the breath of the complaint. So be a blessing to others with the things that you have learned, with the things that you have experienced. Look ahead at the future. It makes all things new. When you look ahead and you look forward, there's a lot of life and there's a lot of beauty. When you look behind you, it doesn't look the same. You're not going that way. So keep moving forward. Keep going forward. If you're having a bad day, it's okay. And it's normal and it will happen. It will happen. But ask God for signs. Ask him to let you know that your loved one is okay. Ask him to show you a sign that everything's going to be all right in your life. Ask him for a sign. Pray to him. Talk to him. Because I do all the time. And let me tell you, that has been what has gotten me through the last 12 months. The other day, especially with COVID going on, we're still in COVID, guys. The other day, I was walking through my neighborhood and I was praying. I was having a hard time. Even though I'm in a much better place than I was 12 months ago, I still have my struggles. So I want you to understand you will still have your struggles. They don't completely go away, but you can move forward with your life. You can laugh again. You can be happy. You can be joyful. You can enjoy your family. You can enjoy your friends with no regrets, with no guilt. Life will go on, I promise you. I promise you, even in the trenches of it all, just know that life will get back to some kind of normal at some point. But I was walking. I, I, I walk every day. And as I was walking, I was listening to worship music. I pray for every house in my neighborhood. I pray for all kinds of stuff. But that one day, I was missing my sister a lot. And I just asked God as I was walking, you know, can please give me a sign that she's okay. Just, just give me a sign. And as I was coming down the street, I was coming my normal route and I stopped and I looked and I was like, maybe I'll take the longer route and take another 10, 15 minutes on my walk. And I debated there for quite some time if I was going to take that extra time or if I was just going to come straight home. And I decided there was something just nudging me. Go take that, that, that extra steps. Go down that street. So I did. Probably about 30 feet, 40 feet into that new block that I normally don't walk down. What comes flying in front of me? A cardinal. 
a red cardinal just out of nowhere came flying by me. I said, she's okay. And that cardinal signified to me her freedom of pain, her freedom of suffering. If you ever watch a bird, <laughs> I'm going to get emotional here, but it's okay. If you ever watch a bird and how they glide in the air and how free they are and how beautiful they they just kind of get their wings and they just go and there's nothing standing in their way there's nothing holding them down there is nothing that's stopping them and i saw that bird and i saw my sister's freedom i saw her just peaceful i saw her in a place that I can't imagine because I think it's greater than anything we can think of. But I just saw my sister again for the first time, just free and no pain and no worries, and no troubles. And it was amazing. And I thanked God for that sign because I needed it that day. That whole week was kind of crazy for me. I had gone a couple days later, you know, because I'm, again, always praying for signs for my parents and her. And, and anyway, a couple days later, I had a drive-by birthday party for a friend of mine's daughter. And I went to Target and I was going to go in and grab the gift that I ordered. And I pulled into the parking lot and I look up in front of me and I was on the phone with a client of mine. So I must have sounded like a complete lunatic, but I didn't care. There was a rainbow, beautiful rainbow. It was a full arch rainbow in the sky. I don't see rainbows often. My granddaughter, Sydney, will ask me all the time, Bella, have you seen a rainbow lately? And I probably haven't seen a rainbow in over a year. And I've always told Sydney, whenever you see a rainbow, that's a sign from grandma that she's okay. And I looked up in the sky and there was not just a half rainbow or a quarter of a rainbow. It was a full rainbow. And I thought, thank you, God, for the sign. Then last week, <laughs> I was driving to Dallas first time. In a very long time, I was going to watch my grandsons and I was on I-45 and my car lost control. It was raining. I hydroplaned. It started raining. I was going about 80 miles an hour. So, of course, I tried to slow down as soon as I put my foot on the brake. The car lost control. When I'm talking lost control, I mean the car lost control weaving in and out of lanes on I-45. Anybody from the Houston-Dallas area, you know what I'm talking about. God was with me. My angels were with me. Everybody was with me because I did not hit a single car. There was traffic everywhere. There were 18-wheelers. There were trucks. There were cars everywhere. And my brother, who I don't talk to on the phone often, was on the phone with me. And I'm screaming. And I'm screaming his name. And he's calming me down and he's telling me what to do. And I'm half, and I'm listening to him, half listening, half screaming. Well, my car ended up off the road in a bank, 
very far in a bank and it just kept going and it wouldn't stop. And my brother got me calmed down to get up to a point where I can stop my car. I should be dead. I really should. I should not be here. If you saw what happened and the way it happened and where my car ended up, I should have flipped a million times and I should not be here. Of course, I was freaking out. My brother was freaking out. I was praying, doing all kinds of stuff. And hung up with him. I said, I got to call 911. I don't know how I'm going to get out of here. It was raining. It was mud. It was just a mess. I had flip-flops on. It was just a mess. And I called 911. Gave him the best description I could of where I was. Called my brother back. And he's telling me, asking me if there's a way for me to get out of this area. And I'm looking around me. And I thought, if I can turn my car around, it'll be so much easier for a tow truck to get me. So I've got a sports car, guys. It's low to the ground. It's muddy. I'm worried that I'm going to get stuck in the mud. And my brother doesn't want me out of the car because he said, if you get out of the car and you hydroplane, somebody else can hydroplane and they can kill you. So all this stuff's going through, all these conversations are being had. I finally, he talks me through to get my car turned around and start pulling myself out of the bank and trying to put myself in a safer place, basically. And nobody can see me from what the trooper said when he finally found me. And there were people all around. There were people in front of me. There were people behind me. Thankfully, didn't hit any of them. But nobody stopped. Not one person stopped to see if I was okay, to see if I needed anything. That was pretty disheartening. Anyway, the trooper finally comes. I have my car facing what would be the street still pretty far down in a, in a bank or a ditch or whatever you want to call it. It wasn't a ditch. It was a bank because the ditch is not as far down as I was. And trooper, I see them coming and I see him going slowly because he's looking for me. And so I have my flashers on. I'm beeping the horn. I get out of the car. I'm waving. He finally sees me and he's yelling at me from the road and I'm standing down in the bank. And I start making my way towards him. He starts making my, his way down to me. And he tells me, do not come up here. Because, of course, safety purposes. And we're on a freeway. He comes down. Fortunately, a tow truck, you know, they see a cop stopped. And they know there's a problem. So there is a tow truck that stopped, thankfully. And the cop comes down. And he's, you know, talking to me. And asked what happened and we have a slight conversation. And I said to him, I'm really sad and disappointed and really bothered by the fact that nobody stopped. People saw what happened and I could be dead down here for all anybody knows and nobody stopped. And we had a further conversation. And in this conversation, he's facing away from the street, I'm facing the street, and he stops and he says to me, hey, look over there. You see those deer? And I turn around and I look, 
And there are three or four deer over there. I see three. He said there were three or four. And I turned around and looked. And as this accident happened, immediately I thought, my sister's with me. Until I saw the deer. And I realized it was my dad protecting me. You see, my father was a hunter. And he loved hunting. And he loved deer. And when he died... I didn't want the normal funeral flowers. I'm not, I don't like a lot of that stuff. So as a family, we decided we were going to do something unique and different and around his personality. And so the flower arrangement that we had done for his funeral, there were several different arrangements we had made, but the main one was with three deer in it mother deer, a father deer, and a baby deer. And I have a picture of it, and I send it to a couple of my friends after this happened. (laughs) So it was so huge when I saw those deer, and I realized that even though my dad wasn't here on earth with me, he's still with me, and he's still protecting me. With God, of course. But he's, he still is. And I remember when they picked out the plot for where my mom was buried. She died before my dad. <laughs> the deer used to go and eat the marigolds ahead of the marigolds. But my father wanted to be buried there. And he picked that spot because of the deer. Because of the deer. So God gave me a sign. He did. Showing me his greatness, of course, in answering my prayers. Wanting signs from him that my parents and my sister are okay. And give me an understanding that no matter what, and no matter how many years, they're always with us. They can't be seen, but they can be felt. So I want you to move on from your grief. I want you to tie it up. Just get a big ass rope and tie it up and put it to the street. Go through it, feel it, deal with it. Don't stay stuck in it. If you need help, reach out to me. And if I can't help you, go to somebody professionally. But know that there are brighter days ahead. Know that you are going to be okay. And know that the people that have gone on before you are always with you. Keep their memories alive through your conversations. Keep their memories alive through talking about them, thinking about them looking at their pictures, don't ever forget them. Don't ever forget them. They will never forget you. Okay, guys, that wraps up the 19th episode of Raw and Real Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I hope it helped you. I hope it encouraged you to know that there is brighter days ahead. There is joy that you will feel again and you 
will be able to be happy again and enjoy life again. And if you know anybody that you think can benefit from this podcast, even if there's one little tidbit that they can get out of this, please feel free to share it. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help you. Subscribe to the station. If you want to become part of our Facebook family, please go on Facebook to the Raw and Real Podcast with Linda Piazza and join us. Until next week, stay safe and keep your head up high and know tomorrow's a new day. Thanks for joining us this week for another episode of Raw and Real. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app so you get notification of all new episodes. 